Broadcasting from occupied territories, War the Flea Media, it's the Reality Dysfunction Podcast. A space where a diverse group of brown folk from across the nation explore the political experiences and social future of our Chicano Latino community. Control the narrative, resist the dysfunction. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ernesto back with another episode of the Reality Dysfunction. Today we're going to talk about life after COVID and uh, have, as uh, usual, the uh, Reality Dysfunction crew with me. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hello, this is Reiner Delgado calling from uh, Lansing, Michigan. Francisco Lopez from the Inland Empire in California. Dan Sosa, Saginaw, Michigan. Cecilia Lovetta, East Detroit. Hey, so life after COVID, it's, it's not over, but it's almost over. It's kind of like that point where the bartender says, you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Have it's you guys good. seen um, the news about the governor in Michigan? She oh, got, yeah. Uh, she was at the bar. She was at the Land Shark in East Lansing when Sergio was performing. Oh, when he, man. Was, he was DJing, yes. And somebody snapped a picture of her, not him. So Big Rich was getting buck wild. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she was drinking. So, I mean, hey. it seemed like she's having a good time to me. She's got her vaccinations. I mean, now that you have right. your vaccination, I mean, is there anything that you won't do? Yeah. Well, there's very, there's very, the, very little I won't do. She did violate a rule. She did violate yeah. one of her yeah. own her own rules. So, I yeah. Mean, what was she, it? Take it how she, you will. And she did. I, I can say that I'm not going to be walking around with no mask, trusting people. So, I mean, are you going to walk around with a mask or are you going to walk around with a mask on? Mask on. Wow. Okay. I don't I don't really do that outside, but when I go in places still like Meyer and... Uh, That's what I store, mean. Like, yeah. I'm outside. I'm outside right now. I don't have a mask, but I don't really plan on getting close to someone. If I do, I'll go on the other side of the street, right? I'm not going into grocery stores and, like, businesses with no mask on because there's... We're from mid-Michigan. Like, you know what I mean? Like... A lot of Trumpers, a lot of conservatives who don't think COVID was real. And they'll lie about it, about getting vaccinated. Yeah. So my question is, how are things in Michigan now is, is re, in regards to the infections and all that? You, you guys were the hot spot for a minute. I know here in California, back in... They are going down. Yeah, December, November, you know, we were the hot spot. Now we are leading, you know, we're one of the safest places in the country, I believe. Yeah. No, we got a, we got, we have a good number of vaccinations percentage wise. It's getting up there, and uh, the other figures are dropping. You know, but you know, we'll I mean, see, yeah, we'll, we'll see if it plateaus. They're and, dropping, and you, but just a couple of weeks ago, we were spiking, and then we went from literally extending things to like, you know, now we're gonna resume the world in the summer. Like, my yeah. employer wants us to come back, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Three weeks ago, we were just in the danger zone. Yeah. What did they tell you? What did your employer say exactly, if you don't mind me asking? Well, luckily, I work with a good amount of progressive individuals, so we have a high vaccination rate. We're pulling on it. Our employer worked hard to make the vaccine available to us early on, and because we service and we, you know, we provide so many services within Wayne County, we got to you know, start taking the vaccine when it was just only open to the elderly. That's cool. And those who are immunocompromised. So most of us are a couple months out from our vaccine. So that's pretty mm -hmm. much their stance. It's going to be a hybrid, you know, work setting. They don't want us back. We're too big to all go back. Like, 
company wise, there's we're just short of a thousand staff. So it's going to be like maybe I'll have to go in one or two days a week. Yeah, we had a discussion amongst just um, the people on my team. You know, I, I was just like, well, wh why? What's the point? You know, I mean, there's absolutely nothing I can do in person that I can't do from home on a computer. You know, I, I mean, well, I guess when I go to events, I have to be there in person. But I mean, that's like one thing on the weekend. Um, one of my coworkers was really honest. She was like, you know, if I go back, most of my salary is just going to go to childcare. Yeah. What's, what's the point? You know, I'm not, I'm honestly, I would probably just find something else or, or whatever. Cause again, why would you, why, why? I mean, if you don't have to, what's the point? If you're, if there's something, you know, something you can point to where you can say, well, this is falling off, production's falling off, and, you know, this isn't working for us. Okay, well, that's one discussion, but, I mean, just to say go back for no reason, I don't I don't see it. I don't, I don't get it at all. Yeah, I know, I know with our office, they just, uh, the District 4, which is what District 4 for the CWA is, is Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, I'm forgetting one state, so Wisconsin, Ohio, Illinois, parts of Illinois, but they reached an agreement with AT&T for folks who are working at home to extend that because the original agreement would have been up in uh, mid-June. And so it's got a three-month extension on the end of that. Doesn't mean that they won't call you back in the office, but, you know, probably not till fall now. So hopefully, because, you know, same with Danny, you know, production hasn't fallen off. Actually, apps, uh, sick time has dropped, you know, compared to, you know, previous years and production hasn't suffered at all so and to uh, Dan's point for Michiganders if it's not childcare, it's transportation like I'm getting an insurance discount because I'm not driving nearly as much and I don't have to spend like a, literally a third of my salary on transportation yeah I can think of no particular good reason to go back I've, I've moved most of my office from the campus to to my house. I have my computers here and a lot of my books here. It makes sense. I mean, even in the fall, when we go back to face-to-face -to -face courses, I mean, there's still a, a considerable part of our curriculum has moved to online. And that's And that's for the on-campus students, right? We're, we're like creating these uh, hybrid um, courses that are partially online and partially in person. I mean, la last year was was crazy, I mean, but yeah, I think that the future going forward with everybody getting vaccinated and, you know, all of these changes, I mean, there, there's going to be some some questions. Yeah, I think there's there's going to be some questions about work and just, you know, how important is work, really? Well, like Ronnie was saying, the, the, the big thing's got to be sick time. They got to be thinking about that. I haven't had a cold in three years. I don't have any wood to knock on right now. So prior to COVID, I had not gotten sick in over a year, year and a half. And I mean, I'm really, you know, I mean, I'm diabetic. I know, you know, Todd, you are too. I mean, there's, there's just no reason, you know, to, to make people go back and to the way things were. I don't yeah. know. I have to see, I haven't heard a good argument. Yeah. And that, why people should. that ties into, you know, continuing to wear masks in public crowded places, you know, yeah. just from not, I mean, I heard flu cases just regular flu, influenza, you know, of the different varieties, but flu, flu uh, were just non-existent, 
you know, and that usually is a cause of anywhere from 20,000 to 60,000 deaths yeah. in the country. And, yep. and it just disappeared pretty much, you know, because the strains weren't able to get passed from person to person, you know, either because of, you know, isolation or masking. So, you know, that, that, that's a reason why I'll still wear a mask, you know, going through, I don't care going, it didn't bother me. I go to the gym with my mask on. I don't pass out. You know, it's spaced. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you can't do this or that. I'm like, my 55-year-old ass is going three miles an hour at a two-degree two incline, you know, with my mask on, all right? You know, and I'm just, it's whatever. So, yeah. that ain't no excuse. Also, to that point, people, people do the most at the gym. Like, just on a totally different tangent, like, most people – have this idea that you just need to create this great big deficit and that's not how your body works. So they're out there killing themselves for no reason. Well, in education, you know, here in my school district, they're having summer school, just about every school. And, you know, they're going to be small numbers, but they're trying to bring classes back in, trying to bring students in for credit recovery. But I get the feeling, you know, part of it is just to let the see how the ball is going to roll in the fall. What's going to happen? What's going to be the new norms? They're starting to work it out. Right now they have some kids in school, but they're doing everything online. You know, the teacher's not there. Just the students are there. So it's still online learning, but just inside of a classroom, you know, maybe it's for some students who really just need, you know, that somebody watching over them, right, to get the work done. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going. I'm not. I'm, I'm wondering, do, are they going to have enough teachers to cover these classes? Because I think that's another interesting topic in regards to life after COVID. Here in Southern California, there's just in my area, the Inland Empire, there's just so many jobs available. You know, oh man, warehouse jobs, well, so many jobs. What's going to happen with the workers? Now we're going to all those people that were deported. I'm wondering if we're going to start calling them back. Hey, come back. You know. Right. Well, I mean, and look at it, the wages went up, right? So if you're paying your teachers a pittance, they can go work, you know, wherever for $20 an hour. And like, hey, I'm working the same hours, less stress, making the same money. You know, I mean, that's just shows how poorly they were paid and treated, you know, all said, all, you know, you want to call them essential, but you don't pay them essential. Well, I was, we went to, okay, I'm going to tell you, life after COVID for us, I mean, once I got my vaccines and we waited our two weeks, we were still really not doing a lot. But last week when the CDC said that if you've been vaccinated, you know, you don't necessarily need to, to wear a mask, that you should take it with you and you should continue to do that, which just for every, anybody that's listening, I do do that. I carry my mask with me any, everywhere. And, but last week, man, I went into the, on the day that I read that article, I went into a restaurant and took my mask off and had lunch because <laughs> I was just like, I was like, what? I was like, this is what, this is what's up, man. Like I, I can't even. Well, you got to take it off to eat, eat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's this is, I, this I, is I, another I thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say this uh, is another thing. Like my, my friends and I are joking, like, oh, we don't want to wear our mask, but we don't want to look like Trumpers and Republicans and conservatives. <laughs> Here, here, most of the businesses are still requiring you to wear a mask. Yeah, here you know, too. You go in. Restaurant, I went to a restaurant too on Sunday. You had to wear your mask. As soon as you came in, they checked your temperature. They had the hand sanitizer. Asked you to sanitize your hands. 
<clears throat> and keep your mask on until you're they actually brought you the food. Yeah. Oh yeah, for small businesses, it's just not worth the liability. Yeah. Well, when we were at the when we were at that pizza place, the lady was was uh, she's she had been working there the whole time, and uh, we hadn't seen her, you know, in over a year. It's a place that we go to quite a bit, and um, she was talking to these other people as this older white couple, and she was talking about how like they really need help there because they're having a hard time finding people to do the work, and the guy started like talking about like how they needed to force people to go back to work and all this other kind of stuff. And I know, you know, and the thing is, is that you, I mean, I can tell I'm getting old cause I didn't, cause I was, there was a part of me that wanted to be like, why the fuck should anybody come back here to work for like $2 an hour? Like that, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. You know, I mean, maybe if you guys paid people enough money so that they could actually live, then you wouldn't have a problem getting people to come back. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous the things that people, the ways that people think that we should spend our lives in their service. I'm, I'm not. You know, that two dollars and thirteen cents, or or whatever that um non-tipped or tipped workers. I mean, it's not an exaggeration. That's really yeah. That's really what they make. But yeah. I was going to say I went to a quinceanera on Saturday. Uh, which shit, man! I can <laughs> I hadn't even realized how long it's been. I've been since I've been to one of those, and. You know, there's like 150, 200 people there, and uh, pretty much nobody had a mask on once they got inside the building. Yeah. Um, there are people, you know, and I mean, everybody seemed okay. I don't know if everybody was vaccinated or not. Food was fucking amazing. I don't know if it was just not going to a net in a while, but whoever made that, they put their foot in it. It was good. It was really good, and everybody had a good time. You know, but I mean, you could tell people wanted to get out. And I've got my nephew's graduation party next week, and we're planning for a lot of people. I just get that sense that everybody wants to get out of the house, well, yeah, go to events and parties. Yeah, because we've I been mean, in, been in. I mean, even the people who were out being all like assholes about it. I mean, their their yeah. social situation was all fucked up too, man. Because yeah. everybody, you know, everybody just was like, you know, I'm just going to be at home. I'm I'm really looking forward to the summer. We're gonna go over and visit uh, Francisco and Consuelo uh, for the Fourth of July, so we're gonna have to do a, a special broadcast, a special Fourth of July broadcast from the Lopez household. I mean, I, I'm ready to I'm ready to rock and roll, man. I am locked, cocked, and ready to rock. Seriously, I just wish I was like 20 years younger so I could really appreciate it and have a really good time. <laughs> right now I'd be like now it's like I was gonna say now it's like it's nine o'clock. I, I need to go to sleep. Yeah. Either that or take some amphetamines, one of the two. <laughs> right. You know, but for, for me, the most exposure I have to to people is uh I coach uh, soccer teams <clears throat> and just out on the soccer field, there's so many kids out there now. And sometimes I'm I find myself, you know, uh wondering oh man should i really have my mask on should i still have it on i I don't know you know who's vaccinated who's not vaccinated you know most of these kids probably are not i would say uh their families you know probably a lot of us are essential workers right um but i do keep a a not close eye on the moreno valley um covid statistics and it's fairly down you know 100 less than 100 150 average and that that's my best guess you know i do find myself thinking oh man 
should I still have my mask on? Yeah. But running around, you're like, I got to take it off. Yeah. Oh, I was really worried, man, you know, before the vaccines really came, started coming out because it really seemed like there was this uh, surprisingly surprising and troubling anti-vaccination thing that was happening in our community, you know, like in the Latino, the Chicano Latino community. But it, it seems like since, uh, you know, people have started getting vaccinated and a whole bunch of people didn't die, you know, or, you know, grow a third eye or an arm or whatever that, you know, people are lining up to, to get the vaccine, the vaccines. And I'm really happy about that, but I gotta say, man, I'm at least on my Facebook, uh, feed, um, it still seems like there's like a real anti-vax thing within like uh, radical Chicano circles, man. Like people are just like not going to get vaccinated. I'm like, uh, well, you know, and it's really hard because what do you do? Because are they hesitant or are they just adamant anti-vaxxers? Because the adamant anti-vaxxers, I just want to tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. You know, but if they're just kind of hesitant, you know, that takes more of a, a conversation, you know, and education. But but, you know, there's going to be a core that are just fucking ignorant, you know, and, you know, I'll leave it to folks like Curly and, and them to uh, properly clown them. So, bro, my, my wife won't even let me have a conversation with people about vaccinations. <laughs> <laughs> she just shuts it down right away. She's just like, stop. She's like, stop talking about it. She's just like, don't do it because yeah, I my, can't. my blood pressure starts going up and I'm just like, you know. First, I want to smack them around a little bit. I was like, because you're just not going to listen to me anyways. You yeah. know, I was like, but, you know, and then they start bringing sources that are just garbage. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got to go. That's that's where I'm like, we're done. I got to go because, <laughs> you know, what can you do? You can't do nothing. It's best just to get your vaccine, I guess, and go on about your business. I mean, I feel really confident about the vaccines. I've been vaccinated against a lot of things and I've never gotten any one of those things. And yeah. so, you know, I'm, I'm like, they seem like they work to me. Well, you know what I got last year before the, uh, this, this pandemic, I got the Shingrix cause you know what? I had chicken pox before there was a chicken pox before there was a varicella vaccine. And you know what I don't want? I don't want motherfucking shingles. Okay. So I never had chicken pox. I did. So yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't plan on uh, enjoying shingles if I can help it. So, you know, I'm embarrassed to tell you guys this, but as a kid, I was not vaccinated. Why? Uh, you know, at the time, oh, let me. Mm, so my dad was a vegan, right? Because of yeah. a lot of, um, of the things that he learned about, you know, the way they process meat in this, you know, in this country, especially, and, um. You know, he was just worried, you know, about the the vaccines causing problems. Oh, they only Which made I mean, me a little bit autistic, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there there is some truth to that. It's just a very small percentage of people that it happens to. And I did get to a point in school where they were like, "Look, you can't come here if you don't get vaccinated." So then I got back. Yeah, yeah I, was, so, I was, I was, I was, I was well on the spectrum before I got vaccinated. So. My yeah. mom didn't allow me to get a bunch of the vaccines, and I had to make them up as an adult. Ooh, yeah, yeah. huh? That's interesting. That yeah, is... I just got, I just got my Tdap booster uh, at the start of this month. I'll tell you, you know, what, I don't I don't like lockjaw. But I'll, t I'll tell you what, if you've ever seen somebody with whooping cough, you'll go get your vaccine. 
because I have seen people with whooping cough. And let me, I, I was, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. It pertussis is, it is, is shocking. awful. Yeah. Pertussis. That's what it's called. I mean, that is, I mean, I was, I, I freaked out, you know, because I had never seen anybody cough like that before. Like I, I didn't even, I had no idea what it was. And I didn't know until, um, and even when we would go in and talk to doctors, they didn't know, like we would describe it to them and they didn't, they didn't know what it was. They thought that Leona had asthma. And then finally we got into this old lady. She was a pediatrician, an old lady doctor. And um, she says, well, what's it like when she starts doing it? And I like demonstrated it for her and she goes, oh, she has pertussis and or whooping cough. And I was just like, dang. And then, and then, I mean, I was like, yeah, I can see how that could kill little kids and old people. I mean, if you yeah, start I mean, coughing that, and, like that, you can't breathe. And that just that just demonstrates the actual success of the, the vaccine, that it took an old pre-vaccination doctor to, to, to recognize the symptoms of pertussis. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, the other folks might have read about it, but they never they've never encountered it. Yeah. I'd never heard anybody cough like that before in my life. It was just shocking. It was scary. Have you, ever guys, have you guys ever looked at the polio vaccine? Yeah, look so, at it. So you know, well, okay. So Rotarians, right? They're a worldwide organization, mm-hmm. and worldwide, one of the things that they've contributed to, taken on is um, on the polio vaccine. And polio has almost been eliminated from the face of the earth because of vaccinations. Right. Because right? there's no there's no um, wild uh, wild uh, what do they call it pool of like an animal yeah. or anything that lives in. It's only humans. Got mine right, right there. Right, right, right. I, right. I still the only, got the mark. Right. The only places that it really exists now are in some Muslim countries where Muslims don't want anything to do with a vaccination that comes from any other group of people. You know, so you see a couple pockets of it here and there. Um, and well, I mean, and partially, you know, not, and they're, they're hesitant to take it. I get it, right? You know, and it came up in a, in a rotary meeting. I used to be in the rotary in Frankenmuth years ago. And um, somebody said that they are like, so it's because of the Muslims. They, you know, they, you know, they don't want to let you, you know, people get the vaccination. And the guy was the guy that was giving the presentation about it was like, well, if a Muslim person came here and wanted to give your kid a vaccination, would you let them? And it was like, so you can see the hesitancy or whatever. And I'm not saying that either viewpoint is valid. I'm just saying that, well, you know, it's been it's been pretty much proven that vaccinations well, can the, wipe out disease. But there is one more thing, one more uh, uh, thing to that, though. The CIA actually did send in, quote, aid workers as to give, quote, yeah. polio vaccines. Or I should say the CIA sent in agents undercover as aid workers giving out vaccines. So that kind of mm. which. Yeah. I mean, well, no, I. Well, the reason I bring it up is because what I find amazing is that with science, with vaccinations, you can actually eliminate a disease yeah. that has been that's been a scourge worldwide just by yeah. vaccinating. Well, it's like it's like you with know? smallpox. Smallpox is eradicated because there's no wild pool, you know, out in the you know no pool out in the wild for it to be a reservoir. Except for the sample, they got tucked away in a, a lab somewhere. Ready in a couple to, labs, in a couple yeah, labs. Yeah, ready to get exposed out into the world again. Hey, guys, I got to go and get stabbed in the eye, so I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Yeah. All right. Four o'clock. See ya. Yep. So, yeah, that's uh, 
Yeah, that's tough, yeah. man. So what about I mean, the, I mean, the world? What about the rest of the world with uh, the COVID? You know, um, India was in terrible shape. Uh, I'm not sure about any. I mean, how many vaccines does Africa? Is Africa got? I know in Mexico, you know, they're they've done more or less. I think right now they're at people 50, 50, 50 and up, I believe. I even had some cousins that were asking me, hey, so if I come over there, can I get the vaccine? And I know here in California, it's get, it got to the point where they're, you know, they're looking for people to get the vaccine. Yeah, that's that's the part that's really troubling. It's just like, okay, I mean, if these if these people really don't want the vaccination, then let's bring in some people who do. And let's, you know, let's, let's get it on. Because, I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can't, you can't force people to well, I suppose you could force people to do things that will probably save their lives, but I mean, where's the fun in that? Yeah, that's my concern right now more than anything. Is this going to some mutation going to come back to us? People are going to start traveling more. We know how easily viruses spread now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys, we're, we're coming to the end of our time. But before we go, let's do this. We started this off with talking about life after COVID. So let's just go around real quick and say one thing that we're going to do this summer to uh, celebrate life after COVID or, you know, return to normal or something like that. So anybody want to start? Sure. Life after COVID. I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to go somewhere that's, you know, further than 50 miles away from my home somewhere i'm not sure about if it'll be an airplane or not but um i'm ready to go somewhere yeah you know? but it'd probably be somewhere where i can be limited or somewhat secluded from others you know yeah i can tell you that for me this summer i'm ready to be in a room full of people i'm just ready to be in a room full of people you know i mean and talking to them and just enjoying their company I mean, really, I, I'm, uh, I spent, I, I became a little bit of a hermit after I moved here to Prescott, but I think I'm going to probably break that routine because last year was enough isolation for me to last a lifetime. So you're going back to church, huh? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> wait in the water. I'm going to wait in the water of humanity, son. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make them all breathe on me. It'll be my communion, my Eucharist. Will their breath will be my Eucharist? Is that is that profane enough for you guys? <laughs> Sacrilegious. I don't know about profane. <laughs> Go ahead, Danny. What you got? Oh shit! I'm flat fucking broke. You know, <laughs> for those of you that know me, you know because we um we had that business or whatever for a while. Uh, I've got to deal with bankruptcy court, so I have no fucking money to go anywhere fun or go any do any kind of traveling uh but maybe i'll go to a baseball game i guess i'm kind of looking forward to, yeah. to doing that um but yeah something that i i didn't do all of last year that i normally would have done yeah all right and cecilia overa overa you 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 get the last word I am going to be up my grandparents, but the same. I haven't gotten to see them a lot through all of this. They've survived a pandemic and a flood. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to, 
you know, try to make more time with my family and just, you know, let this be a restart and not go back to my old pre-COVID ways. You're a good daughter. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. See you all next week. Sounds good. This is the reality dysfunction.